Welcome to the AFM Podcast. The AFM Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Reverend Micah Felix Azanduna, a prophet and a teacher of the word, to present the good word of God to God's people as you listen, get set for a time of refreshing, instruction, and empowerment from the word of God and today's message. In the name of Jesus. Anyone that is beaten, is frustrated, is about to give up, even in this presence, receive new life in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Clap your hands for Jesus. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. I think within the month, I've been teaching on dealing with offenses how to deal with offenses. Tonight, I'm teaching you on how to avoid offenses. How to avoid offenses. How to avoid offenses. Now, if you have been around, I've been teaching on the fact that offenses can are part of life. Do you see that? That you cannot live with someone and say you the person will not offend you. Are you with me? That you can't live with someone and say the person will not what? Will not offend you. Are you following? So, we have come to also understand the causes of offenses. And what are some of the causes of offenses? Huh? Ignorance. Ignorance causes offenses. It causes people to offend you. And it also causes you to be offended because you are ignorant of how people behave. Are you following me? Yes. For instance, if you are living with... It is very easy for prophets to offend you. It's very easy. Are you following me? Yeah, it's very easy for prophets to offend you because most of the times, prophets are some way. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's very easy for them to offend you. It's very easy, very easy. So if you don't have that idea, you're like, who is this guy that is telling me to kneel down, he'll pour oil on me. Who do you think? Do you know who I am? It's very easy because when you observe a lot of prophets, it's just, it's just how it is, okay? So ignorance, uh-huh. And what other thing causes people to be offended in this life? Pride. Do you see that? When people are proud, they easily get offended and they also easily offend people. Proud people, they don't care about anyone except themselves. Do you understand? So they can talk to you anyhow, they can deal with you anyhow and all of that because they are proud. And aside that too, proud people easily get offended because they are proud. You understand? If you like, do you know who I am? You get it? Uh-huh. And then, eh? Yes, our differences can also lead to offenses. When we are different, I like black and white things. Do you see that? I like black and white. Yeah. I like black and white things. And I also like simple things. Huh? I don't want plenty things. I just don't. That's why every time I say, these things, why are they there? Throw them away. I said, these things, throw them away. Do you see that? Eh? So, if care is not taken, our difference will be the reason every day we are offended in one another. When in actual fact, it's just how we prefer things. Do you understand? 
how we prefer things are you with me i follow what i'm saying so i'm saying that differences can lead to what offenses do you understand yeah uh-huh. and what else temperaments temperaments is almost the same as our differences because our temperaments is the reason we prefer certain things and don't like certain things do you understand and so especially if you are married or you are in a relationship or you have a family brothers and sisters it's easy for you to be offended because especially if your temperaments are different like a temperament in China we we'll just say Subaya uh, Nabibi, okay? Usu, ha. The differences in our characters, the way we see things, the way we perceive things, it can lead to offenses. Are you with me? And I won't talk about that again. Let's go to the next one. The next one is what? When Satan enters people, they easily become offended. When Satan enters people, they easily get, get offended. And this is the most common things you can see in church. And in any family. And in every marriage. When Satan enters people, they easily get offended. Are you with me? When Satan enters people, they they easily get offended. Now, it is easy to be offended in this life. I mean, it's so easy. Your pastor can offend you. Your wife can offend you. Your husband can offend you. Your beloved can offend you. Your friends can offend you. Even your teachers can offend you. Your teachers. Your students. Workers. People you work with at the same place. They can offend you. Are you with me? Now, let's see what Reverend Solomon said. Now, the other points that I gave, they will all come back to enter into that one thing. Okay? So, I just want to but before I show you that one thing, let me show you some of the people that are easily offended. Okay? That's to tell you how heavy the one thing is. It's not. The people that are easily offended, point one, the deprived person, people that are easily offended. Yeah, thank you, Projector Man. Point one, the deprived person. Somebody said deprived. Deprived is spelled D-E-P-R-I-V-E-D. The deprived. By deprived, we are talking about People that didn't have certain advantages. Okay? They say, you know, now you see, you're a chicken tad, so on. Huh? After you're a chicken, now you're a chicken, 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 People that are deprived of certain things are easily offended. Easily offended. Eh? That's why we have people online yesterday around 1 a.m. or 12. I was, I finished reading and then I decided, let me just do an icebreaker. I was online and I found another Chinese Jonas. That guy is more funny. Hey! They call him Ohini David or something. Now the guy can insult an offense so. Because they have been, they, they have seen a certain sense of deprivation. Why should a place like Dr. Mensa in Kumasi be flooded? I mean, are you, are you following what I'm saying? So these people that are there, it is easy for them to start insulting whoever. Think about it. Most of you know Dr. Mensa. It's, 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 it's in the center of Kumasi. Huh? Kill Dr. Mensa. Um, what's the other place? Oh, 
that whole place was flooded. Yeah. So the people of Kumasi are going to be easily offended because they are being deprived of a certain sense of development. Are you with me? They are being deprived. And if 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 we are not careful, eh, very soon there's going to be a revolution and a certain high sense of rebellion from the youth in the country. Because I told you the key people that easily offend because we have some proud politicians and proud leaders that say if you don't want to be in Ghana, leave Ghana. Eh? Why should a place like Dr. Mensah, I mean KJTR, is it, is it not KJTR? Why should KJTR be flooded? That's a bit now, no, because I have a foam, I have a foam, I have a foam, I have a foam. Look, if you are given an opportunity to be a blessing to people, do it well, don't deprive people. This is AFM Podcast. We will be right back. We will be right back. Worship with us this and every Wednesday, 6 a.m. The Bible teaching session. This and every Friday, Friday prayer and prophetic service. Within the hours of 6 30 p.m. and Sunday, within the hours of 8 a.m. And we know that your life will never be the same. Locate us in Bono region, Sunyani Ashura, the Holy Spirit, that your life will never be the same. Hallelujah, faith, mission, global assembly. The glory is here. Welcome back to the AFM podcast. Now the message continues. It is easy for me to deprive the people that I lead. Those that are here, those that are not here, those that are far. If they are constant, I'm constantly telling them, come and sow a seed. Come and sow a seed. Then I'm only teaching and every time they don't have the messages. Just think about it that if on every Sunday and every Wednesday, I come to church and then I'm just I just come and sit down. Eh? But when I go to preach for people outside, I preach powerfully. And when I come here, I just come and say, I say, let's tell Tolly. How will you feel? You'll be offended. Second group of people that are easily offended, orphans. Orphans are easily offended. Some of them maybe say, Oh, me, I'm not easily offended, but they're easily offended. Because I've told you the first the point one is what they are easily deprived. Okay, people are easily deprived because they were deprived of parents and certain kind of care. Okay? So when people behave in a certain way, they get offended. Orphans. Especially when they orphans actually the people that are easily offended about hey, you are misusing money. Hey, you are you should have been giving your money to these people. Uh, you should have been doing donations. Eh? Most of them are orphans. People have lost their parents or they've lost one father or one mother. They don't have parents to take care of them. And it's easy. I said it's easy. Another group of people that are easily offended are disabled people. Disabled people in circlings. It's easy for them to be offended. And I know some of you have witnesses like that. Have you seen that? People who obey me, they attempt power when or no, then they near back. Huh? I don't know if you. I'm not saying if you are here, you maybe or near back. Those I'm saying it because those people feel that they feel like the world is not fair to them. Have you met somebody by the roadside that people are begging money and they can insult like anybody? Me, I've seen a lot of them. Are you with me? They can insult and you are so like, ah, what, what, why are you saying? Eh? It's because of their disability. One way or the other, they have been disadvantaged in life. And, and because of that, they are always like a, a tiger that is ready to jump on you. Even if you're a loved one. And so if you are dealing with disabled people, if you haven't been doing them good, be careful. Because 
Very soon they will jump on you. Very soon. And those people, they are the ones that easily become cheaters in life. As you see, it's anger for now. Don't say I didn't tell you. Disabled people and sicklings. People that every two days they are sick. Eh? Because no one said, no no say, opportunity Every opportunity they get, they want to have everything. Are you with me? I'm not saying all of them, I'm saying the people that are easily offended as disabled people, and it's because they are disabled. Okay? Everything that happens to you in life builds your mindset. Are you with me? Everything that happens to you in life builds your mindset. It, it, it affects how you think. It affects how you think. Yesterday I was chatting with a pastor who went to play football and then he, he fractured his knee. Now for about a month he can't walk. And I called him. And I said, have you learned your lesson? He said, huh? He said, after this, I'm going to take care of myself very well. I said, yes. And after he had that issue, now he can't go anywhere and preach. Eh? He's holding crutches. He has crutches, oh. And he, he, that's what he uses to, and even the crutches, he struggles to work with it. And yesterday he told me he's, he's some village in Kintampo. And I said, have you learned lessons? He said, ha, Papa, I've learned lessons. I said, yes. Now, this kind of person, if he comes back and he's going somewhere, he's traveling somewhere, and there's some rocketed car, do you think he'll sit inside? No, he'll sit inside. So, if you are traveling with people and certain people don't like taking certain cars, don't be quick to complain. That's why when I'm traveling to Accra or Kumasi, I like VIP buses. Rather than sprinters and other, because sprinters, your knee will be hitting somewhere. Eh? And other things. Hey! And most of the time, the people you sit inside those trotro or those ovens are poor people. Am I lying? So you'll be seated by an alcoholic. You won't sit in an STC and have a, you can't pay it. Only a few of them. Eh? And they've not bathed and they are smelling. You think we don't know? And they are smelling. Recently, because of overspeeding and other things, I decided that when I'm going to break home, we'll take oven. But I got to a tire, I got tired. Because when you sit inside, the scent that is inside. I mean, did I say oven? Um, Ford. Somebody will come and sit by you and the fuse that the person is blowing. Change atmosphere, no. Why right? Why change the atmosphere, no? Somebody say, hey! Atmosphere changer. Atmosphere shifter. Territorial commander. Destiny changer. So I decided that me, unless in an emergency, I've changed my mind. I will, I will sit in the taxi again. Are you follow me now. Think about if you are sitting in this kind of car from here to Accra. I pray for you. You see, all this is because of poverty and other things. So, are you with me? Receive grace to be successful. Receive grace to be fruitful. You will not be poor. You will not be deprived. You will, your children will not be disabled. In the name of Jesus. Are you with me? Yeah. So I said that every experience you have in life, it, it affects how you live your life. And how you do certain things. What you are saying? Experiences it affects the things you do. Eh? I remember when I was in college, because eh? I was in college, I was I and then he fast to Yan Ivan Ivan. Auditorium, I bought my pumpy, you see. 
AFM AB minister. I'm because she says, Shanko, Messankom. Oh, Roman 4. Because she Shankom. Because the conference was a revival conference. And therefore, now, so I had to inform them that you know what, I can't do it. So they should get somebody else to come and do it. In that program, I went and I was seated at the back because I was wearing a slippers. So I learned my lessons. Eh? And from then to I couldn't do many things for about a month. Hey. Now, do you know that interesting thing? Let me, show, let me tell you an interesting story. When the thing happened and I couldn't minister, I didn't learn the lesson. I went and played football again. What happened was that I stretched my hand and I healed myself. So it left. But I, I was too stubborn and I went back to the same place again. The next week to play. Then the same place. So then it took me six, six months. That time I prayed all kinds of prayers. Nothing happened. Not, and I learned my lessons to take care of myself. Oh, I'm trying. You can clap. I'm trying. Oh, yeah. I mean, where am I? Even if I'm going to heaven, grad, should I? And I'm late. Should I go and sit at? I mean, where am I going? I'm saying every experience, it teaches you to take care of yourself. That's why people that are disabled, they have a certain way they live their lives. Because no one will be there for him. But you, who has a lot of advantages, you are not taking care of yourself. You are living anyhow, eating anyhow. Be there. Until you get, you get food poisoning. Are you following me? So I'm saying that disabled people, sicklings, easily get offended. And the last group of people who easily get offended are people who have had marital breakdowns and relationship issues. Oh, that's not even the last one, but let me add another one. People who have had divorces, okay? They, have, they are prone to offenses about marriage. Some of them are even easily offended by their children because some of them feel like it was that marriage that brought this child. Abeku and Ko. So they have a certain kind of hatred against their own children. And they have a certain kind of hatred against young couples. They are easily offended by young couples or even couples that are, have been married for so many years. Reverend Solomon told me a story. He said one day they were walking in town. And you know, Reverend Solomon is somebody that every time he's playing with his wife. They've been married for almost 14 years now. Eh? Why have you been there? they have been married for two months. How is me? Mama, can should I buy you ice cream? Do you like ice cream? Then he's gone. He's going to buy. Then he's back. Mama, can take ice cream? 14 years after marriage. So he said they were in town and they then. So man, I mean, life has beaten the man front and back. I say, Nkola, Nkola, is your mother here? I feel you. I know I'm not worried. Yes, how? Mama, can I say one casa? I don't know. So the years are zero. This is somebody who has been married for 14 years, but because he looks smallish. The thing he just married yesterday. Why was the man offended? Someone is taking good care of his wife, but you, you are offended because you, you didn't, you couldn't take care of a wife. Are you with me? You couldn't take care of a wife. So divorcees are easily offended. They don't want to even hear any success story about marriage, about life, anything that has to do with marriage. They don't want to hear because they feel like you are lying. Or they feel like you talk about it, they are rather failures. Are you with me? Or people who have had breakdown in relationships. They feel like, not all of them, but a lot of them, 
When you talk about how to have a successful relationship, he said, this is the reason they feel like, hey, this is a personal attack. It's a personal attack. But the Lord told you that which group of people get offended? Proud people. You can subscribe or you can be proud and still go. Amen. Amen. The last group of people who easily get offended are of um, failures in life. When we see so much more brano, it's very easy to so be offended. Failures. People who have failed in life. I mean, they tried a lot of things and didn't work. This is why you have to strive to be successful in life. Are you with me? You have to hustle to be successful. If not, eh, you'll be angry at every successful person in town. Yes. you feel like they are the reason you are struggling when they are not the reason. I mean, what will make you hate a pastor you've never met before, you've never sat under his meeting before? Are you with me? Lazy. We see people who are failures in life easily get offended. Because the time that the person should have paid certain prizes to learn certain things. I mean, they couldn't live life well and they failed. They feel like you are the reason. A young person like you, but so, an old man feels like you are the reason he failed. Wait till you have gone to university, you have graduated, and very soon you have bought a car, you are living inside. When he sees you, feel like you are the reason why he is poor. It's because you are failure, so it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Are you with me? Do you think people just get up and start giving their seeds to a pastor? Huh? If you won't go and try. How many pastors do you know that are blessed? And when, we, when, when you begin to talk, people think that... Um, these guys, they are, they forget them, they are lying, all those things. How many, I mean, how many pastors do you know? Because it is not that easy. Are you with me? It's not that easy. And that's why I tell people that I ministry. Look, if you don't want to be offended, if you don't want to fail and get offended in people, eh, spend time and build yourself. Spend what? Spend time and build yourself. If not very soon, you also go and be a part of those people who say, AFM went for a loan and got married. Because the time you got money, you were buying shirts, buying nice, nice shirts and nice, nice shoes. When that time you should have used to buy a plot of land. Eh? But when you were young, you wanted to prove a point to everyone that you two, you are there. Eh? You two, you are there. Then soon, you will fail in life. And when you fail in life, you will get offended in people that are also towing the same line that you, are, you told. Where you failed. And you feel like, no, they shouldn't be there. Why? Because it should be me who should be there. And they start offending you and they start, I mean, they start attacking you because they are offended by your success. And that's what I'm telling you that if you don't want to be offended in the future, you have to do what? You have to make sure that you succeed. Make sure that you do. If not, then you'll be offended. And look at yourself very well and see, will I be able to build a house? Because very soon, eh, you keep renting. If care is not taken, 30 years from now, you'll be renting. Your, you and your grandchildren will be renting. And you look at some of your mates and be offended in them. I love to, I love to have some of my mates as my friends, though, but they are offended in me. A lot of them are offended in me. Some of them, when I, I call them or I get in touch with them, I see the anger. I see the anger in them. I mean, especially my JHS mates. 
I see the anger in them. But I don't blame them because me, I'm not ignorant, am I? I know that failures is they get offended. Are you following me? Are you following me? Yes. Now, let me tell you something. I'm still talking of offenses. Hey? Don't ever regret serving God. Don't ever. It gives you an advantage in life. Look, there are some things you will never learn them in the classroom. Never. You will never learn them in the classroom. The place you will learn it is in church. And now, many churches are now taking the responsibility of, of doing more that you would, than you would have learned in, in, in school. Now, it, it is almost looking like school, we just go to school to learn English and how to write. Are you aware? Because you go to school, you don't get a job. Is it not true? That's why you have to be smart. These days, churches are having all kinds of conferences. This kind of potential building, this thing, we are getting this thing done. Look, if you are teaching how to build a church, can't you know also how to build a house? How to build a business? Are you following me? Are you following me? Because the things you learn in church, and some of you are aware of it, that the things you have learned in church, you have never heard them anywhere. As a matter of fact, they are the things that are working. That's why there's no rich person you know who doesn't value church. I'm not talking about somebody who has just built one house and has one car. Eh? And it's a, it's a proud person. All these rich, top, top 10 richest people in Ghana. Huh? You will find out that every Sunday they are in church. Despite their busy shadows. And they are running to one prophet or another. When TV Joshua died, John Mama came out and said TV Joshua was his personal prophet. That he used to go to. Uh, am, am I trying to preach? Am I trying to preach? I mean, you, you are a failure. When I see failures and they are trying to make it look like this thing is, I, I, I see, I see, that's why they are failures. I mean, more more succeeding in Abeba Bekacho say, the Obekacho say, you mean you, the Obekacho say, you know, Jimmy, what one more, bra, SS, come on to me, huh? University crowd, you know, but so we, you know, you are there, you are making noise. The ones that have been able to do the things you are, you are struggling to do are telling you that this thing is working. They are telling you that this thing is working. And you, you, you've not even gotten the thing done. You are telling me, hey, I'm sorry, ne, unsi kanziyo, na di onu wo, onu ba for ye, ten thousand ne. Who are uma five cities? Who ti baby kase e unsi kanziyo? Di onu ma ten thousand no krampo ni aje. Because David said, I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. You think it's everyone that is caring about money? So when you end up as a failure, you now tell people that hey, they took all our money. That's why we couldn't do anything with our lives. When it's a lie. People that are in church that end up failures, watch their lives. There is nothing in them that is in the kingdom. And there is nothing in the kingdom that is in them. Let me explain. There is nothing in them that is in the kingdom in the sense that they have no investment in the kingdom. They have no what? They have never paid any price to help God's kingdom grow. They've never gotten anything done for God. Again, there is nothing in the kingdom that is in them. Because when you look at them, you don't see anything God in them. No regard for the kingdom. No regard for the word of God. No regard for anything God. May we not fail. I pray for you and I pray for your children. And I pray for your generation in the name of Jesus. 
she will not end up a failure in the name of Jesus. The wisdom, the strategies, the anointings, the encounters that makes men distinguished in life, may you encounter them in the name of Jesus. Any hindrance, anything that stops you from succeeding tonight, this morning, I command it to be loose over your life. In the name of Jesus, you shall not be put to shame. In the name of Jesus, David said, I am an old man. I've not seen a man that has served God whose descendants are poor, nor his seed beg for bread. Your seed will not beg for bread. Your children will not beg for bread. You will end up successful. In the name of Jesus, shall I receive it? Say that for me. Don't end up getting offended in life because by your 40s, you may be offended or you may be happy. The first 30 years of your life are seasons of sowing seeds. They are what? Seasons of sowing seeds. Seeds into your destiny. And this is why I want to tell you if you are part of this ministry and you are in this church, you must take advantage of the things we are teaching now because soon you will listen back to a message that was preached 15 years ago and say, I wish I had done this thing. If I have done it, I wouldn't be here. I'm teaching on offenses. So. Offenses are the reason why people have jumped out of marriages. Offenses are the reason why people have stopped following people that could have been a blessing to their life eternally. 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 I mean, relationships that could have been a blessing. They couldn't. They lost it. And they are back to zero again. Now, I want to show you that one thing. What a beautiful name it is. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a beautiful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. Amen. How to avoid offenses by walking in love. By walking in love. First Corinthians 13. Give us First Corinthians 13, verse 1. We are going to read all the way down. Are we there? Now, Paul is beginning, I think, some time ago we talked about this, but let's go straight. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries, all mysteries, it means that a person may or can be able to understand all mysteries. And all knowledge, and though I have all faiths, so that I could remove mountains and have not love, I am not. And if I bestow all my goods, if I give all my goods to the poor, and I give my body to be burned, but I have no love. It profits me nothing. So Paul is saying that there are things you can do in this life that will profit others, but will not profit you. 
And say, anything you do out of love will not profit you. That's what Paul is saying. He says, love suffers long. What does it mean that love suffers long? It means that love endures pain. Because the people you love are the people that will offend you. And the people you hate are the same people that will offend you. And if you have love, you will be able to endure all kinds of offenses. Love does not envy. It doesn't envy another man's house. Love doesn't envy another man's car. It doesn't envy another man's shoe, another lady's mug, hairstyle. Love doesn't do that. Love vaunted not itself. It means it's not boastful. Love doesn't do good and go and tell people that, do you know that this shoe, that AFM is where I bought it for him? That's not love. Love is not puffed up. It's the same repetition. It's not boastful. Next verse. It does not behave itself unseemly. And then we talked about the fact that Paul said, if any man thinks himself as what he is not, he deceives himself. He said, if a man walks in love, he will not deceive himself. He will not see himself to be something that he is not. And behave like that. Are you with me? Because Jesus said, offenses must come. And I said, offenses are what? Part of life. And if you walk in love, you understand that who am I not to be offended? Or who am I that someone can do something that I don't like? And therefore, love will lead you to forgive. Love will lead you to let go. But when you don't walk in love, you will see yourself that you can't offend me without retaliation. It says, seeketh not his own. That means love is not self-centered. He's not provoked. Take it not account of evil. There are some people, they can remember 1954 when you stepped on their shoe. And they'll begin to tell you stories. Look, if you are here, you keep finding out that you easily remember and you are easily referencing the bad people have done to you. You must know you, don't, you are not walking in love. I'm telling you the truth. Even again, let me tell you again. Another point. If you are here and you easily remember the good you have done for people, like you, are, you are a hypocrite and a coward. You are not walking in love. I'm telling you this. Look, when you do people good, forget it. Let them remember it. Don't, be, don't keep records of the good you have done for people. He says it all. It's up there. And again, he's saying that records of evil. And I'm telling you as an apostle and as a prophet that don't keep records of good. You will also be offended one day. Because you see that realize, I'm the one who will pay your fees. I'm the one who even did this for you. I, the day you were even here. Am I not the one who even did this for you? Why have you forgotten me? The why that he has forgotten you is you are keeping accounts of evil. You remember when we are doing First Thessalonians, Paul told the Thessalonian church that God will do justice to vengeance. They shouldn't avenge themselves. When you keep accounts of evil, you are not walking in love. The bad thing people did to you. I'm not saying sometimes you will remember them all. They will sometimes flash. But every now and then you are citing as an example again. Every now and then you are citing means that you have written it down. You can't even remember your own bank accounts. 
I mean, your own bank accounts that there's money inside, you can't remember it, but something that will not bring you money, you remember it. <laughs> something that will bring you money, you don't remember it. Something that will not bring you money, you remember it. Why? Are you a witch? Are you the devil? Then why are you remembering? Why have you saved it on your hard drive? In the tablet of your hearts. Rather than writing the good things that God has done for you. And the word of God there. You have written offenses there. In the year April 17th. 2019. AFM said this to me. The day I will never forget. The day I will never forget. Is the day that. Prophet Micah said this against me. Hey. But the day you had a dream and you had traveled abroad. You don't remember it. The day someone toiled to pay your fees, you have not for, you have forgotten it. The day you were sick and a prophet prayed for you, you have forgotten it. You are keeping offenses. You have saved offenses. You have saved offenses. Dates, names, numbers, offense. Why? Are you the devil? Are you the devil? I mean, you are worse than the devil anyway. Oh yes. I said you are worse than the devil. If you keep records of offenses. Look, I'm saying this because people are going to listen to me. And people are listening to me now. I, I'm saying there are people. It is even possible there are people here. You have a book with offenses in it. I don't know if it's the book of life. Book of laws. The book of offenses. Yeah. The register. I don't know if you are the register of evil and good. Good and evil. You are the one in charge of the tree of good and evil. Everyone that broke your heart, you have a book for them. Yeah? Everyone, every lady that broke your heart, you have a book for that lady. Everything you did for them. Uh, do you know that on Christmas Day, I bought her a shoe and I bought her socks. Some nice socks beer. I bought it from Kiku. I bought her a watch. I bought her a shirt. I did this for him. I gave him this. I even took a loan for him. Hey! And it broke my heart. But love does not keep accounts of evil. Nobody, Pastor, are you sure? You, Pastor, is funny. It's a man for you. Have you seen the way I'm walking? The way people have done things to us. If we're to say that we're going to keep all those things and do bad, bad things against them. That's why I hardly talk about, preach and talk about the bad, bad things people have done against me. I, I, you, you usually not hear it. Because love does not take account. Love does not rejoice in unrighteousness. Love doesn't rejoice when love finds out that. Point one. Love doesn't rejoice in personal unrighteousness. That is, you have sinned and you are happy. You are in the club, clubbing and jumping, drinking. You are boozed. You are fornicating. After you finish fornicating, you get up and you are happy. No. Love grieves in sin. Love grieves in sin. In personal sin. If you love God, you always find fault with yourself. You always be convicted, rebuked, whenever you walk in unrighteousness. Yes. 
Even when you tell the slightest of lies, you find out that the Holy Spirit will tell you, Adia okay, they say himself, what here? They say himself, what? But the person who has no love, Worship with us this and every Wednesday, 6 a.m. The Bible teaching session this and every Friday, Friday prayer and prophetic service within the hours of 6 30 p.m. and Sunday within the hours of 8 a.m. And we know that your life will never be the same. Look at us in Bono region, Sunyani Ashura, the Holy Spirit, that your life will never be the same. Hallelujah, faith, missing over assembly. The glory is here. Welcome back to AFM Podcast. Now the message continues. Love does not rejoice when others fail. Love does not rejoice when a colleague Christian has found himself in a predicament that they cannot come out. Love does not rejoice. Love doesn't rejoice when your brother has fallen. Love doesn't rejoice when a brother is found in all kinds of scandals. In issues, it doesn't rejoice. It doesn't say Yanka. Yanka. Didn't you say that? I say FM is walking around. We have seen this guy, Yanka. Love doesn't do that. You hear that a Christian had slept with someone or a pastor, and the person is pregnant. And he started rejoicing. But you have forgotten that the shame comes to the body of Christ. Eh? Every time you hear that a certain public figure, a certain pastor, an issue has come, who gets the shame? All of us. Because the long run, they will start pointing and say, Is it not true? It is true. But there are Christians, there are people here that rejoice when they find out that a colleague, sister, or brother, has been found in unrighteousness. But what does he say? He said, but love rejoices with truth. Love rejoices with truth. Not with unrighteousness. Love bears all things. Love holds on to all things. Now all things here is not talking about everything. Though. It doesn't hold on to all. Don't say all things here refers to offenses. No. Okay. Love bears all things. This place, it is, it is limited. And all the all things there is encapsulated in the next line, in the next line, in the next line. Okay? The all things that he's saying, you see that he's talking about does not keep account of evil. This is all the things he's talking That's the all things he's talking about. Love is like a shield. And he says now, love believes. When the Bible says that God parted the Red Sea tighter and tighter, love believes it. God love. You love God, you won't doubt his word, would you? If you love God and I tell you that God can heal you, will you, will you, you won't doubt his word. Because faith works by love. And it says, 
Love believes all things. Love hopes for all things. Is a faith the substance of things hoped for, hoped for. Love endures all kinds of offenses. Love endures in affliction. Love endures in pain. Love endures in persecution and tribulation. Love does not give up. Next verse. And he says, love never fails. Somebody begin to talk to God. That Lord, let your love be poured on my heart. I want to walk in love. I want to walk in love. I want to walk in love. He says, love never fails. You see, the chair you are seated on, you have faith in it all. But it fails. We have been in this chair about four times and the chair has broken on someone. So if you are seated, don't have too much trust in the chair. It can break. Some of you bought the best of phones. Huh? Until the day it fell in water. Until the day it fell on the street. Then you got heartbreak. You may have trusted in a man. Trusted in a certain car. Trusted in a certain thing. I think they trusted in Nanado and Mahama. Huh? Did Mahama fail? Yes. Did Nanado fail? Yes. But the Bible says this is the thing that I must have faith in. I mean, don't we all want an insurance in this life? Why you buy your car? Don't you get an insurance? Why you build a house? Don't you get an insurance? Huh? You even have an insurance for your body. Now, this is an overall insurance. He says, love never fails. After all else is done, we will find out that love should have reigned. We will find out that the desire to have a car, a house, all these things do not bring much fulfillment. Love. He says, whether there be prophecies, they shall be done away. Am I prophesying now? Okay, I'm prophesying through the word, but I'm not prophesying like I'm mentioning names and date of births. That means love, prophecies have been done away. I'm not prophesying now. Are you with me? Prophecy is not always online. Sometimes it's offline. Sometimes the data is finished. But love, the data never runs dry. It's like, eh, it never dries. He says, whether there be prophecies, one day they shall be done away with. Well, Paul, people try to make it look like it's futuristic. He's just simply talking about the fact that in present tense, there are times we don't need prophecy. Are you with me? There are certain situations you don't need prophecy. And then a time may come when we die. When Jesus comes, we will need prophecies in heaven. He says, whether they be tongues, tap on, on okay. Whether they be tongues, they shall cease. One day we will die. When you die, your tongues have ceased. Eh? Tongues will cease. He's not talking about unknown tongue. 
It's theologians, certain theologians that try to fix it here. But this thing is talking about tongues. Languages. One day we will die and find out that. All the things that we accumulated. And then it goes on to the next one. And you see, he talked about language. Now he's talking about what? Knowledge. One day you find out that your science has failed. Who goes to a grasshopper? Grasshopper, no. Huh? Parts of a grasshopper. What did it do to you? If you are not a biological scientist, all of that, you don't need it again. It has failed you. Huh? Who see mathematics? You learn business, whatever. All the money you learned. You can't even save five cities. So he's saying that even knowledge fails. Am I lying? There is we all learn um, profit and loss with all kinds of formulas. Interest, compound interest, and then simple interest. PRT, whatever, over something. Huh? Have you used it? Hasn't it failed you? When you needed money to buy a car, was it there? They didn't give you money. So knowledge even fails. Knowledge fails. Listen. There are doctors that know everything about health, but they are still having diabetes. People with PhDs are dying of cancers. Go to go abroad and see. Go, go to America. Go to Europe. PhD in cardiology. But they have cancer in the heart. Neurosurgeon, he has a cancer in the brain. Huh? Cardio, whatever. All these blood issues, they have blood issues. When COVID came, our doctors failed us. Our scientists failed us. It killed a lot of people. Now people say COVID is fake. It doesn't say it is there. Eh? Even though those Americans wouldn't be dead. Knowledge field. Because knowledge. Why? Because we know in parts. And we prophesy. But when that which is perfect is come. That which is part. Shall be done away with. Long, long, long. People have been sharing this text. As saying that. That which is perfect. Is. When Christ comes. This text is not talking about. When Christ comes will be perfected. He's talking about love. So what do you think he's talking about that is perfect here? Love. He's talking about, he says, knowledge fails. And I've given you examples of when knowledge fails. Tongues fail. Has there been, okay, let me give you a good example. Has there been sometimes that you stood before some fine girl, eh? You wanted to articulate yourself and all your words disappeared. You want to say nice things. Hello, baby. You know, when I see you, something goes all over my body. Then find out that, Charlie, once I'm uniting, Scripture has been fulfilled. <laughs> Your tongue has failed. Have you also stood in a courtroom or in a sama twa maya frewa be jinam penyfo anima wonsem nyina irada me bia to me da. Scripture now fulfilled or see tongues can fail. Then he goes on and says, but when that which is perfect, when you get what is perfect, and Paul is saying, give me the next verse. He said, when you get that which is perfect, that which is done. Will be done with. They said, when I was a child, I speak as a child. What did I do? I taught as a child. Now that I have become a man, I have put away childish things. The childish thing he's talking about are when I thought that knowledge cannot fail. When I thought that tongues can.
cannot fail. When I thought that my business cannot fail. When I thought that my, my parents cannot fail. When I thought that my chair cannot fail. When I thought that my car cannot fail. But he said, now I know that all these things can fail. He said, for now we see in a mirror darkly. But then face to face. Now I know in part. But then I shall know fully. Even also as I was fully known. He said that while I'm alive, I can't know fully. But there is this one thing that I know. That this thing doesn't fail. He said, but now, abides. What does it mean? The guy has already talked about that. The fact that knowledge fails. Are you with me? He said, knowledge fails. Tongues fail. All kinds of things fail. Then he said, we have already talked about the things that fail. Don't, haven't we? Then he said, now let's talk about these three things. They don't fail. He said, but now. What does it mean by now? I've talked about things that fail. And I've also talked about now that I'm grown. What am I pursuing? I'm pursuing these three things. He said, but now abides. The word abide. The word is remain. Okay? The word abide used there is like saying, now this is the foundation. That's what Paul is saying. Now, foundation, you know, a seminar here can you know, Faith, hope. I'll talk about it when we talk about heroes of faith and love. These three and the greatest of these is love. I want you to consider your ways. Are you walking in love? Consider your ways. Look at how many hours you spend in backbiting people, criticizing people. Love is not a critic. Love is not a backbiter. Love doesn't allow anger to go to bed and wake up angry the next day. May God shower his love. The gift of the Holy Ghost. There's a gift of the Holy Ghost called the gift of love. It's coming on your life. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Have you seen that? So the Holy Ghost produces love as a fruit in our lives. Now have your hands lifted. Love. It's being shared on your life right now. Right now. Right now. Love. Release grace. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We know that this broadcast has been a blessing unto you. Worship with us this and every Wednesday, 6 a.m., the Bible teaching session. This and every Friday, Friday prayer and prophetic service. Within the hours of 6 30 p.m. and Sunday, within the hours of 8 a.m. And we know that your life will never be the same. Locate us in Kunu region, Sunyani Ashura, the Holy Spirit, that your life will never be the same. Hallelujah, faith, missing, over assembly. The glory is here.